0: This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan.
1: Hey, folks. Welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, and I also have with me on this Cinco de Mayo, the day we should have margaritas and tacos, the man sent over here with all the money from Terry Presidential Kernan. Bank Mortgage. Terry Kernan. There you are. How we doing? Ooh, Cinco de Mayo. Yes, yes, Cinco We're into de Mayo.
0: May. Yes, hard this to believe. Is, this
1: is how we know we're into May. And I heard somebody say, you know you're in May because you don't know. You may get rain, you may get snow, you may get 80 degrees, you may get... We had like, I what is it? Um, We had sleet up on the mountain where we live. Like three days ago, I woke up in the morning, we had all that rain. And it was sleeting, sleet, white pellets everywhere.
0: Well, uh, Deep Creek got two inches and in somebody that owns a place up there said uh, jokingly they reopened the slopes for an afternoon just so they could recoup some of the loss because that was the biggest snowfall of the year
1: that's crazy (laughs) so welcome welcome Cinco de Mayo all right so uh we are going to get our tacos and all of our good stuff this weekend and it's going to be good so let's get right into it Terry numbers real fast Uh, active homes 261 last week i think we were 254 we're up six homes in one week almost one a day so in one year at this pace ladies and gentlemen this is what's really exciting news about real estate at this pace in our area if we get one house more every single day we just need to get one more buy that's one more that we can get one more family every day into these homes to keep it level, um, but uh, so yeah, we we're, we're making progress, but it's not even close to the norm. Uh, Resale is one hundred and forty nine right now, and days on market for that is forty four days. So that's come down. We hit the high of fifty three average days on the market. We're down to forty four, which means. The market's moving faster than ever before. It's the the speed of it and people putting in multiple offers and contracts is pushing down the time on the market for these homes. Um, and, And that's just astounding to me. But this is the time of the year. This is where the demand is and what's going on. New construction, 103 homes. This is way down. We've been averaging a lot like 140 to 160, but we're down to 103, and that's simply because all of those buyers out there that are tired of getting outbid are buying brand-new construction, and they're willing, if they can afford it, to go higher and get the loans and all that. Um, the cheapest brand-new build single-family home in the whole county, Terry, is in Thurmont for 364900 so wow, yeah, under four hundred thousand dollars, you can still get a brand new build. But the average brand new single family home in the area and that's is in Thermont. Yeah, that's up in Thermont okay. on Walnut, thirty three Walnut. Yeah, okay. So anybody who wants to buy, build a brand, get a brand new house, you need to give me a call. Take you up to Thermont where we live, and it's nice. Um, it's real nice because you're sitting there looking at the mountains and it's a great view. So, seven twenty was a single family home, townhouse four eighty two nine. So we have definitely seeing brand-new construction and prices. Um, Terry, what this really is reflecting, as I keep hearing it, the base prices for brand-new construction building is seemingly continue to keep going up little by little by little. They're raising the uh, price of base home prices on construction
0: yeah and 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 like i've said on the show before they're raising it because the appreciation is there yep the appreciation the ability to raise it is there they're not doing it out of necessity like they had to two and a half years ago when COVID hit and the supply chains dried up and they couldn't get supplies and lumber went you know lumber quadrupled in price okay that lumber is down to where it was around the pandemic. So so the prices are coming down in the building industry. So that that's good.
1: Yeah. So coming soon, 60 pending under contracts. Uh 511. We got 184 brand new builds. So that means there's one less than one month supply of brand new builds. 327 on the resale. So five eleven is um, a little higher than we've seen, but that's just because everything is getting bought up as it comes out pretty much. So sold in the last thirty days, 326. Mm, low number. on market seventeen for that. Five fifteen for the resale. So this is the difference. As you guys know, I, I don't take the brand new builds and all that because that skews the data in every regard and in, in, in some things. But the brand, the resales on the single family home is at five fifteen, and the resale townhouse is three ninety is where the average is on these um, last thirty days. And so we could take the previous numbers and such. We're pretty much on track, Terry, for about 6% this year in the area for appreciation growth, which, believe it or not, is about average to above average, a little above average. Um, so we're still on that track. And until something changes, that's uh, where we're at. 101.1 on the list of sold. And so we are people above asking, going higher, higher, higher.
0: Still going on. Yeah, I had a, um, uh, I have a deal that's going on now. It was uh, just came on the market yesterday. I've got borrowers interested, and I called the listing agent. They're submitting an offer, and I said, uh, "I said, uh, did you did you price this aggressively? Because I haven't had a chance to look at the numbers. And I'm not a realtor. I'm not an appraiser, but I know enough to see if it's, a you know, priced reasonable. Yep. And he says, well, he says, and he was being a bit sarcastic. He says, isn't it our job to price it aggressively so we get? an escalation, so instead of us getting blamed for overpricing the house, somebody takes the blame for over-escalating the house <laughs> when the appraiser has an issue. And I said, that, that's that's a Punch's Pilot uh, move right yeah, there. Yeah, it sure is. is. Clean my hands of this one. Wow. Um, but I thought it was interesting. He, he, as he said, it's going to get a lot more traffic, it's going to get a lot more bids, and it's going to be priced higher, it's going to sell higher than if I priced it higher, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: And I thought that was interesting, but he said, this way, we can't get blamed as the realtor for overpricing. It's the people that are... (laughs) Over-escalating, <laughs> over-escalating the sales
1: So I thought that was interesting. Well, I just said one this week. These guys, um, friends of mine, they are from Delaware. They're moving here. They got their home under contract over by the beach, and they're able to walk away with enough to pay cash over here. And we were up in Waynesboro where they want to live near their daughter. And nice first-level living. They're older folk and first-level living, and they just, you know, there's been nothing out there. And so this place came up during a crunch, they don't want to rent. They don't want to put their stuff in storage, the whole nine yards. And of course, there's like four other offers, and it escalated, and it went all the way. The last other one with the three hundred thousand, it went up like twenty-five thousand almost for twenty, and went above to three hundred one and got it for them. So it was one of those situations, like you said. It's just like, hey. Um, it's not gonna get any cheaper. Don't
0: blame me. Yeah, don't blame <laughs> me.
1: It's not gonna get cheaper. I told him you're gonna have to pay three or four thousand dollars for storage, and then the inconvenience of that, and how do you calculate this? And what about this and what about that? And and then by the fact that hey, you're gonna make up for it. Hopefully, if at the rate the things are going up, you'll make up for it a little over time. But the big thing I asked them, Terry was this how long do you guys plan on staying in this home? And they're like, till we die. <laughs> So I said, "Okay, who cares what you pay at this point? You got to have a roof over your head, something that's comfortable, something that you love. And uh, everybody else remaining will just take care of business for you afterwards. And so they were really, really happy. And I was happy for them, Terry, uh, because in the last two or three weeks, it's been good to be able to have two or three of my buyers to be able to help strategize and professionally represent them and help them. To get what they want and um, and beat out some of these other offers and things like that, and so um, so I had a good couple of last weeks getting taking good. care of business man, and getting her done. So good all right, for you. well let's, it's let's, it's,
0: yep. it's funny you mentioned that that scenario is a, older couples moving back from the beach to be closer to their daughter. Yep, is the real reason they're moving back to be closer to the grandchildren because I do about three loans a year, four loans a year where people are moving back to this area to be closer to their grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So my guess is that they're coming back to be closer to the grandchildren.
1: No no grandkids. They like the daughter more than anybody. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) No grandkids. All
0: right. Uh, You're right. That that happens a lot. Yeah. No, no. That's why I recommend if you're going to retire and you have grandchildren that are on the way or on the horizon – don't go by in another state rent yep a to see if you're going to stick there and and b once the grandchildren come come around there's usually one of the two in the couple or both that say hey we gotta we gotta move back yeah so so i always recommend rent for a year See how things play out.
1: With my six boys, man, I'm predicting Terry. I could have about twenty, twenty grandkids or eighteen. So I'm gonna have me a big RV, and we're gonna be traveling all over the country, and they can get to come camping with papap Yeah, that's, that's how that's gonna that's work. That's the key. They can they can bunk in and have fun in campgrounds and s'mores, and uh and then uh and then I'll send them on their way back to the boys. <laughs> so that's my idea. All right, so we got the numbers done. Hot topic in real estate news. Um, I just want to touch on this, Terry. We're going to do a whole segment on this because it is firing up. It is blowing up your TV and the news. I guarantee you've seen about this is that the hot topic, Terry, is the LLPA. The LLPA. Has anybody heard of that? That is the loan level price adjustment this is the whole thing where we get people asking more than ever terry is um why in the world with a higher credit score it seems like we're getting penalized and we're paying more for this loan and the holding yards and somebody with a lower credit score and they're not paying for it and what's going on what's the news what's the blowing us up like this it,
0: yeah so so it is the hot topic that that i'm dealing with and people are you know it, it goes back to what i've said on the show a million times fear breeds fear sure right? it does you know, anger breeds anger. Enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. It's never more true than it is today with the LLPA. What is an LLPA? As Darren said, it's a loan level price adjustment. What does that mean to you, anybody buying a house, anybody refinancing a house? This, this constitutes refis. I'm going to be very, very, very clear here. It only deals with homes. With loans not homes it only deals with loans that are being purchased by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac all right it does not count for USDA does not count for VA does not count for FHA very 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 clear here people you know it's the old don't believe what you think don't always believe what you think. Don't always believe what you hear. Yep. So, this affects basically conventional loans only. Now, let's break down conventional loans real quick. Who does it affect? It affects everybody that's getting a conventional loan. The, regardless of your credit score, regardless of how much you're putting down, you are going to be affected by the new LLPAs. Except if you're a first time homebuyer or if you fall under what is called the what is called the home-ready, home-possible. This is for lower income. So in our area, let's just take our area. It's same as Montgomery County. Um, Washington County is lower, but our area, Frederick, that runs at $114,000 combined income. So if you have somebody buying at $114,000 combined income and they're buying a house, In a certain census tract, if they make less than that, then we can look at Home Ready and Home Possible. So a lot of the people that are being affected by this, it's not as many as you'd think. Yep. But... It's all—everybody's all up in arms. Let me explain very quickly what it is, and we can touch on it on another show. No,
1: we're going to do a whole—let's do a segment. Also. We can Just, do a whole segment. Yeah, we everybody's go over. appetite so we can get—, get So, get so
0: this is what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have come up with. And what they do is they are taking a look at different layers of risk, and they're adding fees to it now they're they're not adding $500 flat fees they're adding percentages of the loan okay, okay. Yep. is it a tremendous amount in some instances it's a huge amount now these have all been baked into the rates today so the so what's going on with the fear and the everybody's up in arms and you know i just had a, a call with all my loan officers because they were getting bombarded is basically Explain, this may not affect you first of all, and if it does, it's already been baked in the rates. Now they have, they have uh, postponed some of these things that were supposed to happen May first to August first because everybody's kind of up in arms and everybody's <laughs> trying to figure it out. But the the investors, okay, the who we buy money from, mm-hmm. we sell people's money. We sell our own money, but we also sell other people's if it's conducive to. And we sell directly to Fannie and Freddie. So so it's baked into the <laughs> rates already because we were expecting this for loans that are guaranteed by Fannie and Freddie after May 1st. So a lot of these things are, are baked in. Biggest thing people are up in arms with is the basically the LLPAs are now, and they've been around since pretty much COVID. So the number one area that it affected when it first hit with COVID is they basically went after second homes and investment properties. And they added a huge fee, a huge percentage. So let's take a look at a second home, what it is. So if you're putting, let's say, 20% down on a second home, this is a Fannie or Freddie, second home or investment property, you're gonna get hit with three and three eighths coming out of the gate Mm. by Fannie Mae. So the rate is gonna be pushed through the roof. Why? They don't want to guarantee second homes and investment properties. So how do we get around that? Presidential, we have a 7-1 arm that is awesome. Number one program we've been selling over the first quarter of 2023 is our presidential portfolio arm. Seven years fixed, very competitive rate. Uh, I just closed. A good, uh, a couple bought down in the villages in Florida. Bought a three hundred thousand dollar house, and I they put twenty percent down, and I got them a rate of um, six and a half. If they went with Fanny or Freddie on a thirty year fixed rate, the rate would have been well over eight percent. Woo! Fanny and Freddie are saying we don't want these loans. <laughs> How do we guarantee that we're not going to get these loans yeah. on our books?
1: Do this. Do this. Do exactly <laughs> what we're
0: doing. Okay?
1: This will make them think. So, you those
0: know. numbers have been around for well over a year. Okay. Okay. But what they're changing and that people are up in arms is if you have a 780 or above credit score, which you can't get any better than that. Right. If you put 20% down, you're now going to get dinged with uh, a half a point. Okay? Yep. Now it's not like an investment property, but on a primary residence a half a percent. So on a four hundred thousand dollar loan, you're getting charged an extra two thousand dollars at to, to to close on that loan. And that makes me say,
1: hey, what did I do wrong by having a credit?
0: <laughs> Correct. So what they're doing is they are overcompensating in areas. This is my this is my opinion. They're overcompensating in areas. And that's what the delay is the public is getting outraged, and yeah. and all you got to do is say, is with everybody saying is, if you have great credit, you're going to get penalized if you put twenty percent down, and is that really what's going on? E- yeah, <laughs> but it's not a huge penalty, right? Yeah, and it's already baked into the rates. So all this uproar is, you know, the consumer groups it's chatterboxes. And it, it is chatterbox. So we can spend a whole show. And, I'll, and what I'd like to do is explain it more. Yeah. And what Break I also want to talk about is what is the significance of Fannie and Freddie? Yep. Where does that money go to? You asked me before the show. Yeah. Who's getting all that who money? Who gets all that money <laughs> basically goes to the Treasury Department. So we're going to talk about that and Got we're it. going to combine it all into a show. But let's reiterate, it only counts towards loans that are somebody that is not lower income. Somebody that is buying a conventional mortgage. Okay? okay. All right. But they are real, but they're already baked in. So you can wait another week. Yeah. And next yeah. week you want to do questions.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. Bring your questions about this whole hot topic you're seeing blow up in the news about mortgages in the housing industry. And Terry's gonna break it down even more. We wanna hear from you and what you think or how it affects you. Um best thing to do is give him a call and all that. But yet yeah, we're gonna be here and he's gonna talk more about it so we can um Definitely help everybody out, get a better understanding if you haven't so already. So, good? Good. That's good stuff. All right. Oh, man. All right. What's next on the uh, mortgage world? What's happening? Mortgage
0: world. Okay. Anticipation was very, 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 very high, mm-hmm. right? And the anxiety was very, very, very high. Not the fact that the feds were going to raise rates a quarter percent. Okay. Which everybody knew that they they were going to do it, Okay. They knew that they were going to do it on Wednesday afternoon, raise it a quarter percent. But the most important part of that day was the tone on the delivery of what's going to happen next. Okay, And basically they signaled exactly what everybody was hoping is that there would be a pause in raising interest rates. So it's not going to be like, okay, we're going to raise in we're going to raise in May. So the Fed meets every six weeks. So we're going to raise again in May. You know, the end of June and then we're gonna raise again in August. And that did not happen. They basically said, We're done raising rates, we're gonna just solely go off of the wait and data. see data. <laughs> so the first data thing that comes out yeah. was on Friday. Okay, was, here it comes and here it comes Cinco de Mile.
1: <laughs>
0: and the first piece of data that was, you know, expected to help and quell the fears of inflation was the jobs number. So what do you think happened when the jobs numbers came out?
1: I don't know. What happened?
0: (laughs) We went from 3.5% unemployment. Yep. Down to 3.4%. Wow. Unemployment. Came down. Okay, so it came down. More jobs were created. Okay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. and And I'll remind you kind of what my theory behind this whole inflation thing is, is that as i've said before the fed can only raise interest rates to stop inflation that's the only thing that they can do and it's, it's meant to stop the job market the job market has been improving or staying the same over the last um over the last several months so we're back down to 3.4 incredibly low number yeah okay but what does that mean is basically here are some bright spots to that number. One is it's great that, that we're doing more jobs. Inflation has been coming down a little, and jobs have not been really uh, suffering. So that means that we're what they call a soft landing. It's not okay. a hard crash. So what we're taking a look at is the um, couple things, couple numbers that stood out. One is the African-American community, which usually has a higher uh, unemployment rate, they have a record low of 4.7%. So that's a great number to come out. Where are the areas where we're seeing increases? Airlines, hotels, restaurants, okay?
1: Service industry. Service
0: industry. We know that that's happening, but here's what I want to tell you that that made me happy is the builders. Yep. Remember we've talked about this? Mm-hmm. The builders increased jobs 15,000 new jobs in the building industry last month the other area that increased jobs last month 11,000 new jobs for factories so yep. those two production. things are showing that we need to make more production we're going to make more items which will increase the supply which will lower the cost yep. increased <laughs> supply helps meet the demand which will lower the cost i'm a big believer and if you if you throw enough things on the market it's going to control inflation so things are pointing good positive arrow for me and my theories about getting more things on the market so 15 more thousand people out there building homes eleven thousand people making widgets so we're going to have more widgets and more homes on the market which i think will in turn help inflation
1: that's what we need all right anything else Nope. Uh, Just
0: one other thing about uh, the labor force is a big thing is labor force participation. So since October 2002, the labor force participation rate was the lowest in April of 2020. Okay? So think about that. 60% of the people that could work were either employed or looking for a job. That's what a participation rate is, 60%. In June of 2020, or June of 2003, it was at 66.5 percent, okay? Today, it is at 62.6 percent, okay? So we're in a good area for the participation rate. So that's what people also look like, are people jumping out of the market. If people are jumping out of the market, you're going to have lower unemployment. So.
1: So, All right. let's talking sorry. about participation. We had some participation in the last week or two here with some of my homes, and it's called the Home Inspector of <laughs> Participation. Just when you thought, Terry, I said last week, no major issues with a place. I'm helping someone buy. And then we do the home inspection. He says, bring in an engineer because we knew there was going to be maybe a foundational issue. And sure enough, boom, there it is. And uh, it's crazy. So, we brought in two companies and dug down and checked it out. And there was like, we could tell, I could kind of tell the veneers kind of like a little off and the windows a little like, uh, some just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's not right at all. When they put this foundation in this whole uh, front of the house in this foyer area, um, somebody, somebody forgot to put more concrete down below. How's that? And so we had an eight inch foundation. They had measured and did a bunch of testing and some things and checking it out. And we realized, well, there's the culprit. And so now I'm waiting any minute to get a full report, another one back, to say this is what it takes. Now, here's the dilemma. I'm representing the buyer. The buyers, they like the house. They're a little freaked out, though. One of the contractors said, we're talking that's got to be ripped down. It's got to come down top to bottom. They're talking $80,000 to rebuild it. This is what's going to be. Of course, the seller said, no way. We're not coming down 80000 in price. Or we're not paying all that to do this. There's no way we want a second opinion. Brought in another company yesterday, and we're waiting on that to come back. From the preliminary, what I heard is that it's, you know, how do they reinforce the foundational underneath of the slab? And what do they do to be able to warrant and guarantee that that's not going to move anymore? It's done. It's fixed. It's not going to be a catastrophic issue. And it's surely not going to affect my spire. Whenever they're going to be now a seller one day selling the house and all of a sudden somebody runs into the what? Same problem or worse problem. So, therefore, uh, working through that, never, never easy to do. And um, it's really a major thing because I said to my buyers, look, I need to know what you want to do coming up once we have all the information. Do you want to move forward or do you want to just get another house? What do you want to do? Because I don't want you to have buyer's remorse, not only because of the price you're paying, but just because of the conditional side of it as well was something that you already know. And of course the seller, they were not aware of the severity or none of this stuff like that because this was something that was done previous to them owning it. So of course I asked the other agent, did they tell you were they aware of this? Did this come up when they bought it? I mean, we got to start knowing some information here as much as possible. And so therefore we um, work through some of those details and things like that. Um, So my, my guys, you know, we're we're just basically in the preliminary stuff still, about how do we go for this? Um, the seller. The good news is it sounds like the sellers want to cooperate. They realize this is a known material fact. It's a latent defect. If we don't deal with it with this buyer, that's in place, we're going to deal with it with somebody else. So what does that mean? You can't hide this, boys and you girls. You have
0: to disclose. You got
1: to disclose now it, what's been found. Done. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with as far as um, on that end of it. So, all right, next week we're going to talk. I'm going to be able to share a little bit about um, some more issues and some things that have been coming across and appraisal, things like that. So, and then also down the road, I want to talk really quickly about ownership rules, how a property is affected and, what, and who makes the decisions and what's the legal stuff then when it deals with power of attorney, trust, LLCs, corporations, and all those things, because that is really, really important. We're starting to find... Uh, some issues I have run into with somebody not knowing exactly what do I need. Grandma died. What about this? Who's the power of attorney? Who's who's the in fact and all this legal stuff? So, all right, folks, take care. Hope you have a wonderful sink of the bio. Go get you an awesome taco and one of those margarita things or whatever you like. And have a great weekend. Take care now. We'll be here next week for your Frederick Real Estate Update.